0: The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. I want to tell you a very, very powerful story. I heard on Monday, yesterday, Rav Guata, who is one of the speakers on Hidabrut, say a story about the Baba Sali. He said this story about eight months ago, and I heard it yesterday. The story happened many, many years ago. There was a Khiloni man, a non-religious man, who lived in Tel Aviv with his wife, and daughter. One day, this man didn't feel very well. He went to his doctor. The doctor said, "I don't see anything wrong." So go back home. He went back home, and soon after, he went back to the doctor. Said the pains are not going away. I'm still dizzy. The doctor did another check. Couldn't find anything. He sent him to an expert in the hospital. So this guy, his name was Shimon. Shimon went to hospital. The doctor checked him out. Couldn't find anything. Did a whole battery of tests. And he says, when we have results, we'll call you. So Shimon and his wife left the hospital. And he gets a call a few days later, says, please come with your wife to the hospital. We have the results. So Shimon goes to the hospital. He is invited into the doctor's, top doctor's room. The top doctor is like very serious. He says to Shimon and his wife, listen, we found a very, very rare disease inside of you. It's going to paralyze you and eventually kill you. Shimon, when he hears this, gets extremely shocked. Extremely. The doctor says, "And we don't have the medical facilities here in Israel to help you, but we are contacting the top hospital in America, and hopefully they will be able to treat you." And they did. But the American, the, the hospital in America, when they saw the X-rays and the diagnosis, they said, "I'm sorry, we can't help him." So basically, the doctors told Mr. and uh, Mrs. Shimon that you're going to be, you're going to become paralyzed very soon, and soon you're just going to die. It was extremely painful to hear that. But what could he do? So, as he went along, he started losing, started losing uh, control of his limbs, his arms, his legs. Eventually, he was hospitalized. And his wife and daughter would go to visit their father, their husband, Shimon, every day. And they would give him chizuk. It's okay. It's okay. What can we do? They give him chizuk, but they were, not, they were not religious. And how much could they give chizuk to him? One day, the wife gets a phone call from the hospital and they say to her Mrs. Shimon come right away to the hospital with your 17 year old daughter come right away to the hospital don't ask just come so she calls she, she goes to the school picks up a daughter they run to the hospital and the doctors tell the daughter and the mother go into the ward your father your husband is in a coma it's over today Hayom Yom Acharon, Hayom Yom Acharon. so when the daughter and the wife here, they say, start crying, they're very upset. The doctor says, I'm sorry, go in and say goodbye to your father, say goodbye to your husband, it's over. They walk inside, he's in a coma, they cry, they say goodbye to him, and they leave. The friend finds out about it and says to the wife, why don't you go to the Babasali? So she says, Babasali, mayase. He says, listen, you don't know, go to the Babasali. So they travel from Tel Aviv, the mother and the daughter, to Netivot, to ask the Babasari for a barakah. they get to Netivot. Babasari would not see women in his room, not even behind, not even behind a mechitzah. The only women he ever saw was his wife, his daughters, and his granddaughters. Nobody else. So they write a petik. Rav, please bless our husband. Please bless our father. They give it to the gabai. The gabai takes it to the The Babasari reads the petik and says, "Tell them to come in." The gabai says, "But the women." He says, "Tell them to come in. They should stand behind the mechitzah. But the women, amarti, amarti." The Babasali spoke in Arabic, in Moroccan. So, so the lady and her daughter walk into the room of the Babasali. They stand behind the mechitza, And the Babasali says, what's the problem? She said, our husband, our father's in a coma. Hayom yom akharon. Mi amar hayom yom akharon? She said, the doctors. Babasali says again, mi amar yom akharon? They say, the doctors. Mi amar yom akharon? the last day, the doctors. The Babasali Baba goes into a trance. He says, he puts his head like this, and he's silent for a few minutes. And then he says, okay, lady and daughter, are you Sanua? Are you discreet? So the woman from Tel Aviv and the daughter, 17 years old, were not discreet. But they didn't even know what the word discreet meant. So they asked the Gabbai, mother discreet, mother Sanua. So the Gabbai says, Sanua means long sleeves. Longer sleeves past the elbow, longer skirts, uh, head covering if you're married, etc. So the Babasali tells him if you want your father and your husband to have Arikhut Yamim, so Aroch, have your sleeves longer, your skirts longer, Sanua, no pants, no uncovered hair. The wife is like, Aval, Tel Aviv. And the daughter says, but how am I going to be dressed like a dosit? I can't do this. I can't do this. So the Babasari says, Listen, you want a Yeshua, you take on Sni'ut. If not, I can't do anything about it. So the wife and daughter says, You know what? We commit. So they get a little petek from the Gabai, what they have to do in order to be considered Sanuwa. So they leave Netivot, and they drive straight to Netivot, where to? To Bnei Brak. Bnei Brak they walk into the biggest clothing store in Bnei Brak. This lady and this girl and then the sales lady says, hey, you're in the wrong place. We don't sell clothes like that over here. She says, no, no, no. We need Sanua clothing. So the sales lady figures she's probably going to a Haredi wedding and they want to have something decent. So she brings out wedding, a wedding outfit for the daughter and for the mother. She says, okay, we'll take this. We will need things for Shabbat too. And then we need things for the whole week. A lucky day. She sells them a whole wardrobe for five days a week for Shabbat, for Khatuna, for everything. And they go into the Jain room, they dump their old clothing into a tiny little bag, and they put on their new clothing. They walked in as if they came from the beach, and they walked out from Sharim. They send all the clothing to a special Mishlach, to the house. In the meantime, they go straight to the ward in the hospital. They go from B'nei Brak to Tel Aviv, to the hospital, and they go into the elevator, they go to the, to the floor, they walk in towards the ward, and then the doctor, the head doctor says, Hey, Atsar, who are you? And the wife, Ken can, you're not the wife. He looks at her and says, You are the wife. What happened? And then he looks at the 17-year-old. <laughs> like, you came here five minutes ago dressed as if you were going to the beach or back from the beach, and you dressed now, you came out of Me'a Shearim. He says, They walk into the. So the top doctor said, Oh, by the way, your husband woke up. Oh, <laughs> that's the first thing that he should have told us, no? Okay. He, so your husband woke up, but he's in, still in a trance. So they walk in, and the husband is like half awake. So the wife says, "Ani What? So, so she tells him that the Baba Sali told us to be sanuah and you'll have yamim. he looks at the daughter and she says Amin. he was about to faint anyway the Baba Sali told the wife and daughter that if you take on sniut, I guarantee you that your husband and father will wake up by tomorrow he's going to be standing and walking around in a month's time he's going to be out of hospital and so it was the next day he was walking around four weeks later he left the hospital he got into a car and drove with the wife and daughter straight to Netivot knock on the door and they say we want to see the Rav and the Gabai doesn't recognize <laughs> these two, right? Who are you? We are the lady and the daughter that came about our deathly sick husband. And the Gabai is like, ha, okay, taboo! Comes inside, Very a patik. We want to thank the Babasali. The Babasali says, okay, fine, I don't need the girls in my room anymore. All I need is a husband. The husband walks in, he says, Tadarabararav. The Babasali tells him, the Babasali tells the husband, Shimon! 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 Shimon's like he's quiet because he went into a coma, and in that coma he was summoned to Bedin Shelmala, and they were going to decide if they were going to send him to the or not. And he was extremely he was like he was there in Bedin Shelmala, but he didn't tell anybody because he was like so afraid that people would think he maybe he was crazy. Shimon, again. Shimon, ma'karab Shimon says he's quiet. Shimon, ani ma'karab bedin Shimon says I was summoned to bedin shel malah. I was taken to a very big room, and there was a rab in the middle with a talet over his face, and there was a white, a black angel on one side, and a white angel on the other. Describe to me the black angel. He was big, he was wide, like an American football player and he has eyes all over his all over his cloak describe to me the white one he was thin he was like eh. he hardly could move I said okay what did the white one say well first the dayan said we need to hear the edim one ed is going to defend one ed is going to prosecute you, the white one, defends. So, he brought a little piece of paper with about fifteen notes. He put on tefillin when he was thirteen, when he was twenty, when he was twenty-seven, when he went to this bar mitzvah. He did this, he did that—about fifteen to twenty good things. The guy was like, "Oh, cool, I'm okay, right?" Then comes this American football player, and he says, "Well, I have a bigger list." He takes out a megillah. And you did this, and that, and you watched this, you touched this, and you thought this, blah, 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 and you, 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 and you. The dayan says, I think that you can be quiet now. I think we have a psak. He was about to be sent straight to. At that point in time, Shimon says, somebody bursts into the room and says, overrule! I'm overruling the psak. This man is going to live and go back to this world. He's going to live and go back to the world, and he's going to be fine. And since he, was, he came in, and they were all petrified of this man, they said, fine. The next thing he knows, Shimon is in his bed. He opens his eyes. Sh- the Baba Sari asks Shimon, Shimon, who was that man? Baba, the man says, I don't know, but he was dressed like a king, with a big crown, very tall, and very powerful. So do you know who that was? He said, no, Shlomo Melech. Shlomo Melech came down from his Kisea Kavod down to down to the Beddin mala, to say and save you. Do you know who told him to go? I did. Do you know what allowed me to get him to go? Your wife and daughter. And Ma'akesher. Ma'akesher, why did I get Shlomo Melech to come down? When your wife came to me and she said to me the following words. Harofe Amar Yom Acharon, and I said, "Mi Amar Yom Acharon?" And your wife said, "The doctor." I wasn't asking her; I was asking myself, "Mi Amar Yom Acharon? Mi Amar Yom Acharon?" He did a he reviewed the whole Torah, Navi and Ketuvim, to see where it's written Yom Acharon, and he found it. It says, "But it says in the words of Shlomo Melech in Eshet Chayil that Tischak li Yom Acharon." She's gonna laugh. On the last day. The Babasali said, Vatishak liyamacharon can also mean, She's going to laugh when the doctor says, It's your husband's last day. But what allowed me to be able to use, Vatishak liyamacharon? The first half of the sentence. It says, Oz bihadar levusha, If she dresses, Levushah, If she dresses sanwa, If she dresses discreetly, If she dresses like a bat melech, Like the wife of a melech, Sanua, and glorious, Oz levusha, Shlomo Melech says, Vatishak, she will laugh, When I heard that, I said, Oz levusha, if your daughter and wife commit to Oz ve'adar levusha, Vatishak, she'll be able to laugh, le'yom acharon, till the doctor says, it's your husband's yom you don't decide, Hashem decides. And you can change destiny, if you're able to do Oz hadal levusha. And that's where the whole Babasali, Abu Khatsaira Godless comes from. Where did it come from? The Babassali was able to trigger a Yeshua from the from the Shlomo Amalech. But why? Because he was Shomer Enaim. The Babassali was Shomer Enaim. We all know that the whole lineage of the Babassali. We had the first the first one of the first ones was Rabbi Yaakov Abu Chatsera. Then his son Rabbi Masud Abu Chatsera. Then the king Baba Babassali who learned the whole Zohar at age seven. Then his son Baba Meir. And then his son, Rabbi David Bachatera. All of them. How many years ago? Many years ago? Also, okay. I'm not, I'm, How many years ago? about thirty-five years ago, he passed away. So the Baba Sali, the Baba Sali, his main midah was he was shomer andaim to the highest level possible. And we are shomer, when we are shomer andaim to the highest level possible, we think that we can't see, but we can't see and we don't see evil but we see something else. When we Shomer Enayim, we're able to see a whole different spectrum. And when the Babasali, somebody came to him, he was able to trigger with his eyes, by being Shomer Enayim, a complete Yeshua. The Babasali said to the man, you know why that Malach Hashachol has eyes? Because we create those eyes. Shminata, when the person is not Shomer Enayim, you create your own Malach HaMavet. But when we are Shomer Enayim, the Malach HaMavet doesn't exist. We're not giving him power. When you're Shomer and i you're creating the most amazing white angel. And when you're Shomer and I'm, we're able to trigger Yeshua. Thank you. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend.